Coming up on this week's show, A.E. Vi is here as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour. And speaking of GRL, the event is finally here and we've got your preview. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 106 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknauss.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We'll have more information on how you can help support this show in just a few moments. Welcome back. Another episode. Indeed. And... It's GRL week. The penultimate GRL episode. Yes. Indeed. So, yeah, we're off to Denver on Wednesday morning, bright mm-hmm. and early. Actually, that'll still be dark and early, <laughs> given, how, <laughs> given, how, given when the sun comes up these days. Are you excited? Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's still a couple days away, so I don't have any definitive feelings as of yet, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm you're not. looking forward to it. I am looking it's, forward to it. Is a is a nice way to put it, I suppose. Yes, I am. Yes. How about you? Are you looking forward to it? Well, yeah. Okay, I then. Mean. Well, then, say it out loud. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Good. Uh, yeah, it's always a fun time, um, and I'm excited with the with the schedule that we've got and the people we know we're going to see. So, I'll be talking all about that in a few minutes. Indeed. Now, I, I know you didn't want to talk about GRL because you've been distracted. You've been very busy this week. <laughs> oh, my God. You've been... <laughs> what has this week been? You've been I don't working... understand what has gone on this week. <laughs> I understand. You've been working on a book release. You've been very, very busy. Yeah. Um, it's book release week. Woo! Book release. Book release. We're going to record that and use that for later, too. That was the book release dance. Tell everyone about the book that you're releasing yeah. this Tuesday. Tracker Hacker. The first book in Codename Winger in the Codename Winger series finally comes to the light of day on a Tuesday. All about uh, Theo Reese, who's a high school student, a hockey player, computer genius, and also a covert agent on the side. It's his uh, first mission out in the world. He's been behind his keyboard for a number of years, uh, working for the same agency that his parents work for, and a mission has come up that forces him out into the field and to get into some really nitty-gritty, uh, down-and-dirty field work, which goes well in some ways and uh, poses all kinds of challenges in others. Indeed. So, very excited about it. Uh, the blog tour uh, started last week with a single stop, kicks into high gear uh, on Monday as this episode drops, so I'll put the the tour schedule into the show notes if people want to follow along, because there will be uh, in the opportunities at each stop to win an ebook copy, and somebody from the entire tour will pick up an uh, autograph paperback. Yeah, you've been working very hard this week uh, on special content for each of these stops. Uh, yep. I know that's not easy. So it's, it's interesting that I discovered this tour is a little different than some that I've done before because three of the stops are actually video stops, mm-hmm. which is becoming slightly more. Uh, prevalent out there in the world. I'm not the only one who's doing video stops these days. And I found that those stops were actually easier because I would just take a few notes and then be able to see them from where I was with the camera and just kind of riff on it for a while. And so 
I was having a very hard time typing my blog posts and I ended up and used uh, dictation on them to just get them done, mm-hmm. which was going much faster. So I didn't expect that I would get that used to dictation where I would just want to do my blog post that way too. Shocking. And the other thing I did this week was for the first time ever, I actually recorded a promo video for the book itself. Uh, the prologue of Tracker Hacker is actually Theo essentially addressing the audience, you know, breaking that fourth wall and addressing the audience like, hi, here's who I am, and giving a little bit of his backstory. And I whittled that down a little bit, and uh, a friend of ours has a 16-year-old son who was willing to become Theo, and we shot a video. And that will be making its premiere on uh, probably Monday as well. So very excited about that. Cool. Yeah. And the other thing, one more thing about Tracker Hacker, and then we will move on. Okay. Uh, I'm really psyched that it's coming out when it is, because the series idea was actually born at GRL Chicago mm-hmm. um, with Z.A. Maxfield and Claire London, and a little conversation we had by the fire pit. And so it's really exciting to me that I think it's two years, right? Chicago was two years ago, that... On the second anniversary, essentially, was Chicago three years ago? That was now? actually three. Yeah, I had to do some quick, <laughs> do some quick math in my head. Yeah, uh, it was three because that was the first year we were here because we went from here to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, as we do the math on our head, um, I'm excited that essentially the book is coming out on its birthday, which is pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. So I will throw this back to you so you could talk for a while because it's time to tell people how they can help support our show. Yes, if you enjoy the show and like listening to us talk about various and sundry topics, you can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. And for as little as 25 cents an episode, your pledge can help pay for the costs of producing and distributing this podcast. Now, for fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, you'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests. And all patrons have the option to have a personalized thank you sent directly to them. Mm -hmm. And any month that we have pledges that cover our monthly production costs, we'll produce a bonus show, especially for our patrons. Uh, thankfully, uh, because all of you out there are so wonderful, we have been able to shoot a bonus episode every single month this year. Yeah, uh, it's been amazing. Since, all of you are just yeah, amazing. Really, really remarkable. We're very, very grateful. Uh, in fact, the moment we get through uh, talking about GRL, we're going to hop back on and uh, record the bonus episode for mm-hmm. this month. Yeah. So, if you would like access... To all of our um, intelligent thoughts <laughs> about... That uh, might be oversold just a teeny bit sometimes. Uh, okay, if you would like our mediocre thoughts on various topics and like to uh, visit some of these... Um, bonus episodes. Bonus episodes, yeah. I was trying to come up with uh, extra salesy terms, but... Our exclusive content. Exactly. If you want to get in all the fun of our exclusive content, you can go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash biggayfictionpodcast. Well done. Salesy stuff. Thank you. Uh, I had the opportunity earlier this week to talk to Brandilyn, mm-hmm. who's one of our contributors and good friends. Uh, and she's got some recommendations for us, spotlighting in particular Fleet Stevens. I'm very excited to welcome Brandilyn back to the podcast today. Uh, 
Welcome. Hi. Been a I, while. Hear, I hear you have one book to talk to us about today uh, from yeah. Felice Stevens. Yes. Um, it is a book called One Call Away, which came out in ebook form, I want to say last year. Um, but recently in August came out on audio, which we all know I'm an audiophile. So um, I listened to it in about two settings. It's 10 hours, 11 hours. But um, the narrator is Seth Clayton. And he just, he brought the characters to life. And it's, if you've never read Felice Stevens, it's a really good one to start with because it is a standalone. But it brings, for those who are Felice Stevens fans, it brings in some characters from another series. But you don't have to know them to appreciate their roles in this book. Um, as with many of Felice's novels, one of the uh, main characters is Jewish and dealing with um, a very, very orthodox family and trying to come to terms with himself and his place in his orthodox family, being that he prefers men. And then the other one is a former model, and he's now a radio show, or a um, psychiatrist slash radio show host, who is a relationship specialist who can't hold down a relationship because of some confidence issues, you know, a fairly typical setup, but it's a beautifully written and they get there happily ever after, but they work for it. Um, and like I said, Seth Clayton was kind of a new narrator for me. Um, and I think that it actually worked really well because he brought a very different voice than what we hear so much in this genre. We have some awesome narrators in this genre, but we hear them over and over. And so it was a very different voice listening to Seth uh, Clayton reading this. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if, if you haven't tried Police Stevens, I highly recommend this. Uh, one Call Away and, you know me, audio, but it's also an ebook. So, um, and just because I love Police Stevens um, books, there's another one, if you like, if you're looking for a Jewish character, um, not necessarily dealing with his place in his faith, but still being fairly um, committed to his faith. Uh, her Learning to Love series is also on audio, or at least the first one is. And it's really good. Um, it's a dyslexic main character with a rabbi as the other main character. And then her newest book just came out was a uh, sequel to that one. Um, and that's only an ebook. So anyway, yes, those are my, well, turned into three books, but whatever. It was a Felice <laughs> Stevens, Stevens, a Felice Stevens triple shot there. Yes, yes. Um, I've, I've been reading her since Rescued first came out. And she always, she has very, she has flawed but beautiful characters. Her characters aren't two little gym bunnies getting together. They're very real. They're all based in New York City where she lives. And um, 
they deal with everyday problems, but they do it in a way that's believable, but still takes you out of your, you know, whatever problems you're currently dealing with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, she's, she's one of my kind of go-to comfort reads, um, because there's just enough conflict to keep me interested, even though I've read these books, some, some of them three and four times. So I have never read Felice. And I'm one of the things that interested me that you were saying is how she works the issues of faith in there. Cause we don't often see that. In the genre, it, it, it comes up every now and then, but in general, it's not an ongoing theme. No, it, it's not. And I, I love, um, she, she works them in again, in a very authentic and, and natural way. It's, she's sometimes when authors try and, and have a religious character or a religious theme, it gets somewhat preachy and this, it doesn't deal with, what their beliefs are so much as how those beliefs affect their daily life and how those like, especially with the Jewish families and in the case of one call away, they're extremely orthodox, extremely conservative, conservative families, how those, how the religion and the beliefs and, and stuff, how that affects their interactions and and their thought processes and, and stuff like that and i just she does a beautiful job i'll have to check those out and we hope our listeners check them out also you should thank you so much for coming to recommend these to us absolutely and we will have you back and, again soon <laughs> sorry for the photo bomb but you know i'm in my living room so <laughs> no worries <laughs> Your favorite new YA hero has arrived with Tracker Hacker by Jeff Adams, the first book in the Codename Winger series. At 16, Theo Reese is the youngest agent for tactical operational support. His way with computers makes him invaluable. He designs new gadgets, helps agents, including his parents, in the field, and works to keep the TOS network safe. But when a hacker breaches the system TOS uses to track agents, Theo is put to the test like never before. Thrust from behind the safety of his desk, Theo must go into the field to put a stop to the hack. He's scared, but resolved because one of the missing agents is his father. And just to make it more interesting, he has to keep everything a secret from his boyfriend and teammates. Can Theo get the job done, save his dad, and make things good with his boyfriend? Find out in Tracker Hacker by Jeff Adams, available in ebook and paperback from Harmony Inc. Press. Amazon.com, and other online retailers. So I've been on a reading roll. After that little drought where I didn't talk about any books for a while, I mm. actually have another book to talk about this week. Cool. Uh, it is called Myths, Moons, and Mayhem, Paranormal Game Menage and Erotic Romance. Uh, these stories were collected by Dale Cameron Lowry, and it was Dale who actually uh, approached us about looking at this book. Um, I was a little... When I first saw it, I was like, hmm, <laughs> paranormal, menage, I don't know. Especially the paranormal side, because I don't usually do paranormal books in a lot of cases. But then I read the blurbs that she gave us, because there's nine stories in this collection. And I'm like, 
I think I need to read this book. <laughs> well, that's fair. Now, to be fair, one of the first, bl- the, the first blurb was Claire London. And we love Claire. Uh, Inside Man was one of my very favorites in this collection. It's about Jake and Benji, who are this couple who are having a bit of a rocky time. And they are seen at a bar by a ghost. And the ghost is lamentful that he is no longer corporeal and not, you know, not having sex anymore, not touching other men and blah, blah, blah. Um, He discovers that he can actually get inside their bodies once they get back home and they have this nice little menage thing going on with the ghost inside of him. And one of them actually realizes that the ghost was in him Mm -hmm. and they have a little conversation. And it's all, uh, I love the story. It was just, it was, and it was the perfect entry into the rest of the collection for me cool. as well. Okay. Uh, I just want to touch on a few of the others because talking about nine stories. That, that would be, that would take up the whole episode. That could take up the whole episode. <laughs> um, the Secret of the Golden Cup by Rebecca Buchanan is about this college professor who ends up in the middle of a magical war to like protect this, this cup, this important chalice. Um, the... The world that Rebecca created here with the library and with her magical beings, I absolutely loved it. Cool. Um, when the moon, when the big moon shines, by Carl Redlam, reminded me of Teen Wolf a little bit because you've got this young guy who's been bitten and he wants to track down his maker because he's under the impression that if he kills his maker, he'll be released. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he ends up is in a he gets he. Uh, mentored, he's headed towards a mentorship by the two hot wolves who live next door. Um, this was delightful, really reminded me of some early Teen Wolf, and I enjoyed it a whole big bunch. Uh, the Cave by the by Dale Cameron Lowry, who collected the uh, collected the collection. That that's good words. <laughs> Has a photographer who's out on an expedition uh, to map caves. And he ends up falling for two paleontologists who have a little bit of magic on their of, of their own. There's some levitation, some manipulation of water, some other stuff that goes on. Very, very cool. And that one's very hot. Uh, they, all the ones I'm doing are also very hot, but the cave in particular was mm-hmm. kind of was a lot, lot, a lot of a lot of heat in that one for me. Um, the last one I'll talk about briefly was, I think it's called, I'm going to have a lot of trouble here, so just bear with me. And I Salem's don't... Tales by Riandon Brian Jones. My husband right there, solving all of my pronunciation issues, at least for the moment. This has a young Welsh farmer who ends up with, uh, two fairies. Uh, the farmer's out in the woods, gets a little lost, is very thirsty after working on his fields for some some hours in the heat. Uh, two fairies essentially rescue him and then explain that they have essentially drawn them to him because they need to join with him to save their kingdom and to rebuild their kingdom, to rebirth their kingdom is the words I'm looking for. Um, that one also very hot and, and very touching in some ways too. I quite enjoyed it. So perfect for Halloween reading. As we do several tales of the paranormal here with myths, myths, moons, and mayhem. And thank you, Dale, for putting that in front of me. Cool. Yeah. I had a good time with that. All right. So we watched a fun little program last night Mm -hmm. that you discovered. Tell us all about Danny the Manny. Danny the Manny is a uh, web series 
Um, and it is about a young 20-something guy named Danny who is uh, barely holding it together. Uh, and inexplicably, he has managed to get a job as a Manny for this young grade school kid. Uh, so he kind of picks the kid up from school and hangs out with him and waits for mom to get home at the end of the day. Uh, and Danny soon discovers that his young ward uh, has a penchant for cross-dressing. Um, <laughs> this little kid likes to dress up in his mom's outfits and wear a little lipstick now and then. And Danny has to kind of... He, he really has to think uh, very... Help me out here. He's got to be very careful about, I think, how he approaches this, does he? Of course. And and he sees elements of the kid in him. In fact, one of their first conversations about it is the fact that, oh, I have pictures of me like this on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the boy very cutely goes, show me, please. He's a very polite child. I did <laughs> notice that, which I love. I but think, Danny's got to kind of balance between, you know, letting the kid tell his own story and do I tell the mom about this? and it, Exactly. He he wants to do what's right for uh, this young kid. And he also, since he experienced uh, problems kind of uh, finding his own truth, he wants to mm -hmm. make that easier uh, for this young child. And trying to let him know that it's okay if you want to wear your mom's dresses. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, so, yeah, he has to tread a fine line between uh, being a responsible adult, which he's, you know, frankly not very good at. and <laughs> that, That's very true. And uh, trying to responsibly... Uh, take care of this young kid. It's also uh, incredibly funny and very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. um, there are five short episodes uh, in in entirety. This series uh, is about 25 minutes long. Uh, so we recommend checking out Danny the Manny. It is available for viewing right now on YouTube. Just look up Danny the Manny. Yeah, and we'll link to it in the show notes, of course. I, it was a delight. I'm glad you found that. Mm -hmm. It reminded me a little bit of um, about the boy in the relationship that like Hugh Grant had with the boy in that movie, trying to guide him a little bit. Um, and it was totally sweet. And Coco Peru's in it, and she's a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk some GRL? I suppose we must, since it is uh, nigh upon us. Indeed. <laughs> nigh upon us. Um, we are busy bees, as we tend to be during GRL. Uh, we arrive on Wednesday. We don't come back. We don't fly home until Monday. And uh, it is a jam-packed few days. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you who have not been listening to us the past few months and have no idea what we are talking about, <laughs> GRL stands for Gay Romlet Retreat. It is the U.S.'s preeminent convention for lovers of gay romance fiction. And uh, they've been doing it once a year for several years now. Uh, this year it is taking place in Denver. We're all going to get together and have a grand old time talking about the books that we love. Mm -hmm. uh, we have enjoyed every year that we have gone. And uh, we are, of course, looking forward to Denver. Uh, as Jeff mentioned, 
we've got some additional responsibilities. This will most likely be our busiest GRL ever. Uh, let's dive into some of the programming and what we'll be up to. So um, if, um, if some of our listeners out there right now are going to be at GRL, uh, please say hi to us. Um, we're probably going to be running around, um, <laughs> but if you see us, uh, please grab us and say hi. Yep. Uh, we will most likely give you a big old hug. Indeed. And um, yeah, shall we yeah. dive into what we're going to be getting up to? Sure. So the podcast has several responsibilities going on as well because we were a featured blogger this year. Uh, Wednesday at 4.30 in, a, in kind of a pre beginning of the event event hmm. that made no sense at all it really didn't the... wednesday is <laughs> is not the official opening of the retreat but there is some programming happening yes wednesday afternoon and wednesday night uh for people who get there early mm-hmm. uh we will be taking part in the featured blogger panel that happens wednesday at 4 30 p.m uh and that'll be alongside jay from joyfully jay lisa from the novel approach both of whom are contributors of ours mm-hmm. Uh, Denise, who is with Two Chicks Obsessed with Books and Eye Candy. Uh, Danny from Love Bites, another contributor of ours, as well as Jamie and Mel from Alpha Book Club. Now, this we are going to live stream this event uh, on the Big Gay Fiction Podcast uh, Facebook page. So you'll have an opportunity to see that uh, if you're not in Denver at that time. And we will be taking some questions from the audience. Uh, the Facebook audience during that panel as well, most likely. So you could tune in for that to see us. Uh, in addition, we're going to be hanging out at the featured blogger table Thursday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 10 a.m. And then in a, in a new thing for us and the podcast, we're planning to be live from Denver each evening around 5 or 530 uh, and that'll be mountain time, so that's 7 o'clock-ish on the East Coast and 4 o'clock on, on the West Coast, uh, with a half hour of something special. Um, and we'll, we're going to figure that out kind of on the fly each day. Uh, and you'll, you can watch our Facebook page and our Twitter feeds during the day, and we'll let you know the specifics of the time and who will be joining us. And that'll be happening Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be kind of fun. To, to kind of put that together. It'll be very, very interesting. Um, we have in the past s- sworn up and down that we're going to be delivering you exclusive content from the fabulous events that we go to. <laughs> uh, and we never do because um, things get busy. Uh, and sometimes you forget about stuff. But this year we're going to do it. We're going to do it because <laughs> we're... We're we're putting we're putting a stake in the ground on the time to do it. Yes, and I think there'll be other things that we because we'll do what we've done in the past gr for sure for the grls where we grab some video content and throw up some on the fly stuff too. But this will be really sit down and have a little mini show. And if you miss it live, we'll be putting it out on the podcast feed um, mm-hmm. as well, so it'll be out there to grab in your regular formats as well. Fantastic. Now, you have responsibilities of your own this year for the uh, first time. Um, yes, I have been asked to moderate some Q&A author sessions uh, on Thursday and Friday. The first session I'll be moderating is at Thursday, on Thursday at 2.30. I'm going to be talking with Wade Kelly, Ian Lindley, and Kiki Borelli. That should be lots of fun. Uh, also on Thursday at 4.30, I'll be talking with Devin Rhodes, Jocelyn Drake, and Rinda Elliott. 
Now on Friday, uh, at the crack of oh my god, 9 a.m., um, I'm going to be talking with TJ Clune, Kendall McKenna, and Kaylee Klein. Uh, love them. That should be a whole lot of fun. And on Friday at 2, I'll be talking with Kay Simone, J.R. Gray, and A.E. Wasp. I am so bummed you're Friday at 9, because I would love to see TJ and Kaylee. And Kendall McKenna is new to me, but I'm going to be off in the bookseller room. Hawking books at people. <laughs> so I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> so my things, um, I'll have a Q&A session that I'll be taking part of, the, I'll be part of the panel of uh, Friday at 11. And I'll be with Christine DePiltz, who was one of our guests on, mm-hmm. the, on the blog tour. Yes. And Reese Ford. So I'm looking forward to that. I could just sit there and listen to Reese talk. So... <laughs> That'll be fun for me either way. Yeah. Um, I have author lounges to do Thursday at 9 and Friday at 1. So you can come by and say hi, pick up some goodies, um, say hi to me. We can have a chat about hockey and whatever you'd like and have a good time. Now, for everyone who doesn't know, author lounges are um, uh, an opportunity to kind of hang out and talk with authors uh, in between all the craziness that's going on at GRL. Um, there is, of course, the big author signing, um, but this is a, a, a second chance uh, for you to like maybe you know have a one-on-one conversation with one of your favorite authors. Uh, there are several author lounges throughout the day, Thursday and Friday, uh, at various times. Uh, to find out when your favorite author is going to be hanging out at a table, waiting to talk to you, um, all you have to do is look at the GRL guidebook. Yeah, the uh, either the printed program or the app. I really liked, last year was the first year they did these author lounges in this format, mm-hmm. where everybody had a table, and you could put your swag out, and have that hour to just interact with, uh, the individual authors. And it was really nice because there's a little pressure, I think, in the signings, depending on on, on on which author you happen to be, that, you know, you don't really get as much one-on-one because everybody's trying to get their book signed and it's a huge crowd of people moving through that room. And this is a more intimate mm-hmm. opportunity to have. And it was, it was really nice how these turned out with the reformatting last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. And I will also be having several... I've got three shifts in the bookseller room. Uh, I know I'm there uh, Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, and then at the Indie Author Table, and then I've got a shift Friday afternoon helping out uh, our good friends at Dream Spinner Press mm-hmm. uh, take care of their table as well. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to at the event? I know, like, from an author perspective, I am psyched that TJ Clune's back this year, mm-hmm. and I am excited that... Uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. The author who wrote 911, Chris Owen, is there this year. And I'm super excited to meet Chris uh, because those have been some of my favorite books, like ever. And there's also an audiobook panel that's happening Wednesday at 9 as part of the. That's 9 p.m. It's it's a late panel that's happening Mm -hmm. uh, with audiobook narrators. Uh, Greg Tremblay, Joel Leslie, Jason Frazier, Derek McLean, Nick J. Russo, and Michael Leslie. And and TJ Clune's moderating that. And I think it's going to be super exciting to see and hear from these audiobook narrators who are, are, we're told, are are each going to read something from uh, one of their books, 
which is very cool. Word is that this is going to be also streamed on Facebook Live, although we're not handling the streaming, but we will share it out to our audience so that they can take a look at it. Cool. Um, there's a couple other things I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's a panel that's called But I'm Only a Reader, and just by the the name of it, I'm intrigued by what that is because so often readers say, I'm only a reader. And I, it always bothers me when I hear that because the readers are why we're here in the first place. So you're not just only a reader. You're very important. And it's exciting to, you know, to get to interact with you guys at these events. And the authors, N.R. Walker, Jane Northcote, and Posey Roberts are doing that um, on Thursday at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday at 9.30 at night, the late night with the Cocky Boys event. How can you not want to hang out with somebody from Cocky Boys for a little bit, right? <laughs> and then there's game night Friday at 7.30. I ridiculously enjoyed bingo last year. And so I'm looking forward to a little bingo again. And uh, Devin McCormick and Raleigh Hart are joining up with Elsie Chase Friday at 3 for a Q&A that I really want to go to. And I think, according to my schedule... I should be able to get to it, mm -hmm. which is like, yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Anything in particular exciting you in the... Um, I like to usually play it by ear to see how I feel, uh, depending upon the hour of the day and what is scheduled to happen. I, as well, am looking forward to the Cocky Boy event on opening night on Thursday, um, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, right now, Jake Jackson and RJ Sebastian are scheduled to do a Q&A, and I believe they're going to show a clip from uh, an upcoming movie. Also, uh, I understand they're going to be bringing some of the cocky boys themselves there to hang out and dance and party with. Um, unfortunately, that late night is... <laughs> Jeff, I, I, I specifically am not a partier. Jeff and I usually don't stay out too late uh, at these GRL events. Uh, but this is something I definitely want to go to and experience. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to get up way too freaking early the next day and host uh, a Q&A. Uh, the one with um, TJ Klune, which is going to be... Uh, I'm expecting a madhouse. Everyone loves TJ for, you know... Uh, right, quite rightly, yes. TJ's a delight and always draws a crowd. So um, I'm probably um, <laughs> you probably won't find me after that Q and A because I'm going to go back to my room and lie down for a while. Uh, I'll be pooped. I'm. I'm I, uh, I think you'll be having a nap before the Cucky Boys party too. Uh, it's quite possible as after, well. An, an after dinner nap. Who, who, who can say? So you're going to send me to bingo alone, aren't you? Uh, well, who knows? <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. We'll see how it goes. So yeah, lots of really great programming. A lot of stuff to look forward to a GRL this year. Want to be among the first to know what's coming up on the Big Gay Fiction Podcast? Join the Big Gay Fiction Podcast monthly newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get our exclusive coloring pages that you can download and color. You can even send us your artistic creations and we'll display them in our online gallery. Go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com and sign up on the homepage. Now, earlier this week, you got the chance to sit down and have a chat with A.E. Vi. I did. Uh, she's amazing, number one. But number two, you talked to her a lot about uh, uh, a, about a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, she's got a brand new book that's just come out, which is her first paranormal effort mm -hmm. after, after many contemporaries. 
Yeah. And we also talked a little bit about her publishing company, uh, which she started to help grow new authors. So it was a lot of fun. Today I'm welcoming A.E. Vi to the podcast as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour. Adrian is an author of gay romance fiction and also the founder and owner of Vi Star Wings Books. Her writing embodies everything from hopelessly romantic to spicy to scandalous. Her stories often include intriguing edges and twists that take readers to new, thought-provoking depths. When she's not clicking away at her laptop, she devotes herself to her family, a husband, and four children. Welcome, Adrian. Hello. We're so happy to have you here. You're actually wrapping up the GRL blog tour for us because by the time this airs, we're all headed to Denver. I see that. Perfect timing. Indeed. <laughs> now, for you, this is a coming back to GRL because you had to suddenly drop out last year at the last minute. How does it feel to be coming back? Yes, I did. I had to drop out at the very last minute. I think I uh, canceled maybe a couple weeks uh, before we were supposed to arrive because of I have a herniated disc in my back. And... Not even quite sure exactly what I was was doing at that time, but pulled it really bad and went to the doctor and they recommended traveling probably won't be good right now. Went through a series of pain shots and things. So, I mean, I really was trying to go right up into the last minute, but had to pull out it. I was heartbroken. It's like missing a family reunion. That's exactly what it is, right? I mean, for people who don't know, after you go once, it is like the family reunion. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Oh, and so I'm I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to this. I've been planning for quite some time. Everything's a go. Doctors are ready. Shots are done. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> you are ready for that plane ride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, at the end of September, you released Prophecy, which is a brand new book. Tell us all about it. Prophecy is my first paranormal book or attempt at paranormal book. Um, I'm mainly known for uh, contemporary uh, romance, but I have been, most people know about me, I've been an avid uh, gay romance reader for almost 10 years. So I've read and enjoyed so many different subgenres, but paranormal have always uh, just been something I've admired that writers could do, the world building, I've envied it, and just to be able to uh, capture readers and put them into this completely fictional world, it's something that I knew I always wanted to challenge myself to do. And so after 14 books that I figured it might be time <laughs> to, to give it a whirl. So Prophecy is my first paranormal. It is a shifter vampire, mm. uh, True Mates, uh, True Mates book. That sounds very cool. Uh, what was it like kind of trading your contemporary tendencies and going out with paranormal? Uh, it was different, of course, and, and amazing. It felt like like I could do no wrong because it's just completely, it's my world. It's made up. You can't tell me, no, this isn't right or that's not right. You know, we get a lot of that fact checking uh, when, we're, when we're writing. Mm -hmm. So... I felt like I didn't maybe have to worry about too much of that. I felt I love building a world and, and making them do things that are just, you know, completely unrealistic. And I loved it. It was fun. I'm looking forward to doing, doing more in that series. What was kind of your inspiration to go 
vampire shifter among among all the paranormal things you could have gone what what led you to those so i i have i have always loved shifter uh books vampires and i've read a few but there's not very many it's always usually shifters or it's going to be vampires there's very few that have mixed them together and i i knew i'm going to do that i've always loved vampire aspects of books that I've, I've loved shifters. So I knew I wanted to put those two together and, and prayed I would pull it off. Uh, and hope I did. So far, I'm, I'm happy with the response so far. Very I've, good. I've learned a lot. Got a lot of good constructive criticism that I'm definitely going to take into book two. But uh, I think the overall response is pretty good. Do you see it being a long-term series or is it more of a trilogy or... I, I, I've already capped it at, uh, at five books. Okay. Would it be five books? Four more after this one. So it'd be I'll do the rest of the brothers and then one like bonus story of one of the other. Hopefully he becomes a fan favorite by the end. Okay. I want to do a story. Five books. I'm not a huge long series writer. I usually will try to, you know, five or six is probably would be my max for a series. Then I, I start to lose track of what they're doing after that. <laughs> <laughs> and if the writer can't keep track, well, then all bets are off at that point. Yeah, our readers are having a problem, too. <laughs> now, you've also, as we mentioned in the introduction, started your own publishing company with Star Wings Books. How did that come about? Um, That came about, my husband actually uh, said that maybe I should try to help authors, because I, I will get... Uh, authors who are interested in wanting to start writing, they'll message me and ask me, you know, random questions or general questions. And uh, I'm always willing to answer. No questions, you know, I said too silly or, you know, uh, I'm never bothered, you know, by the questions. And so my husband's like, you know, you're really, you know, compassionate and understanding and patient, you know, you should try to help authors who are trying to start out. And so, I think after, I think it was in 2000, check my cheat sheet. Yes, 2016, um, I was contacted by, by Joey Jameson uh, at that time. And I read his story and I, I just, I loved it. And I felt like I don't really want to call myself like a publisher because my contracts are short and I feel like I'm just a, they just want to give people a stepping stone to get started. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing yet. They may, they have a great story, um, and they just they need help getting it out there. They may not want to go with the you know or feel even confident pitching to Dream Spinner or you know. So uh, I I just felt like my catchphrase was kind of giving your book the the care, um, the patience that it that it deserves from one author to another. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not really long-term publishing. I'm just a stepping stone to get out there. And then hopefully once they get out there uh, and get confidence, then they can feel more compelled to pitch to a, a bigger publishing company and then expand because I, I don't want to hold anybody back. I'm definitely not at the place where I can really get them of course where they want to be. But uh, that first scary step of that first book or second book, I can help you with that. <laughs> And how's it going so far? You told me you've, you've you've done three so far. Yes, I had Joey Jameson. He since uh, has republished, and um, my next was River Mitchell. Uh, her first first book, succumbing to his fear, was in uh, was in two thousand sixteen. 
um, and did really well. Uh, got on the top 100 chart, and um, she, yes, she has since uh, re-signed with the uh, with the new publisher. So she was ready to get out there, and she has since released in that series. So I don't hold anybody's series. You know, they have another book, and I don't, you know, have the first rights to, to the <laughs> series or. I don't, I don't do any of that. So um, she has since republished, so she is extremely happy. But I do still have um, J.C. James. I still currently have her under Vice Starwing's book. And um, her book was entitled Long Road Home, which is contemporary romance. I still feel comfortable with just contemporary right now. I don't publish everything just yet. Um, but I do still have J.C. James, and I think she is considering uh, to publish book two with me, which I'm not averse to. So, uh, so I currently have one author under Vice Star Wings right now. And what are you looking for? I mean, what do you look for in general in terms of story? It, besides contemporary, is there anything that people, if they want to get in touch, that they should keep in mind in particular? Um, well, right now I am only um, looking for a contemporary, but also only male-male right now not doing um, any bi or or, uh, or lesbian, any type of romance like that, only gay romance for right now. And and uh, full-length full length stories uh, is what I'm looking for. I'm not doing any novellas or anything, uh, not looking to put together any anthologies right now. So just a contemporary gay romance story is what we're looking for right now. That's my most confident. Uh, if I feel like, you know, I'm not ready to really promote, you know, and get somebody to a... Uh, paranormal right now mm-hmm. makes sense to stay in your lane to offer that kind of support that you're that you've talked about mm-hmm. i love it. it it's it's fun and um i really feel like those the ladies who i work with the longest uh jc and river i mean i i felt so much fulfillment you know being able to get them you know at least their first you know couple of works out there because i know how scary uh, that is to have this great story, you know, in your heart and, and have it ready and just not know where to go from there. Mm-hmm. And they're intimidated with asking tons of questions to a publisher because they feel like either it's going to get them, you know, bumped or booted or they're going to be too high maintenance, you know, or who knows what. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to definitely doing more of that in 2018. I'm going to settle a little bit, let to ride 2017 out and hopefully come back with more submissions in 2018. Fantastic. Now, what can readers expect from you as the author as we continue through to the end of 2017? Uh, I am right now working on releasing one more title uh, in December, which will be the final book in my Promises series, which is the Bounty Hunters series. Uh, that will be book four, and that will be the end of that of that series. So wrapping that up for 2017. Okay. And I know you brought along a, a giveaway for our listeners. What have you got for them? I did. Uh, I have a prophecy um, swag pack put together. There's all types of things in there. Uh, will be a signed book by me. Then also a coffee mug, calendar, 2018 calendar, um, magnets, bookmarks, a lot of cool things in there for you. Fantastic. That's going to be quite the get for somebody. We will put a Ravelcopter on the show notes page for this episode, and uh, folks will have the chance to enter all week long. Awesome. Thank you. And what's the best way for people to keep up with you online? 
Uh, I am big on Facebook. <laughs> I don't mind um, being contacted on, on Facebook, but uh, also, um, yeah, Facebook. I prefer Facebook. <laughs> okay. And Facebook is great because pretty much everybody h hangs out over there. So, Yes. You can you can contact me through my website, but Facebook you'll get a very fast response uh, on their own social medias. Fantastic. Well, Adrian, it's been so awesome catching up with you. I'm glad we got to have you on the tour. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Look very forward to seeing you in Denver. Yes, yes, thank you. I look forward to seeing you too, Jeff. The Big Gay Fiction Podcast is thrilled to once again partner with Gay Romlet as a featured blogger. You can see all the participating blogs and the full GRL blog tour schedule at gayromlet.com slash 2017 blog tour. Gay Romlet is an annual retreat that brings together the people who create and celebrate LGBT romance for a one-of-a-kind must-attend gathering of dynamic, informal, and diverse fun. Each year, the retreat travels to a new city and hosts tons of events from raucous parties to mellow tete-a-tetes while still maintaining a spirit of familiarity. GRL is the place to connect with old friends, find family you didn't know you had, and meet with both newly published and established authors in the gay romance genre. This year's retreat is set for October 19 through 22 in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Marriott Tech Center. For more information or to register, please visit gayromlet.com. So yeah, it was great talking to AE. Look forward to seeing her in Denver because I'd like to hear more about her publishing company endeavors because mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and to remind you, she does have a raffle copter out there to get you an awesome swag pack as well as a copy of the new book. So make sure you take advantage of that in the show notes this week. Mm -hmm. And it's at com. Yes. Where else would it live? Of course. I, well, you can't just assume people know. I suppose that's true. You got to tell them, man. BigGayFictionPodcast.com, the show notes for episode 106. Show them where to get the stuff. And this is a good one. <laughs> that, that swag pack, as you heard in the interview, is jam-packed with goodies. <laughs> so you want to make sure you get registered for this one. Awesome. Cool. Okay, coming up next week on episode 107, we'll be coming at you live from Denver, and we're going to bring you our thoughts on GRL 2017. Yeah, that's another new one for us. We've never recorded a show somewhere else, mm -hmm. a full episode. So yeah. wish us luck on that one. Yeah, cross your fingers. <laughs> we'll see how it turns yeah, out. If we're not in the podcast feed on Monday, you'll know what happened. <laughs> so guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, whether you're at home or in Denver, the journey will always be sweeter when you have a book with you. So until next time, guys, keep turning those pages and keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.